Hey guys, and uh, welcome to the special episode. Today, I'm the guest on the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast, hosted by Scott, the founder of Smart Scout. Let's begin. Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. It's your host, Scott Needham. I am recording from a new uh, studio, not my normal spot. So hopefully everything goes smoothly. Um, I have a guest with me who is actually helping me find some cool new audio options. So hopefully we, we like this and and maybe I'll move to this um, this Riverside FM studio. Well, I got Jacob from Delta Logic. Jacob, welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey everyone, and hi Scott. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Thanks. So, um, you know, Jacob, I I have a filter. I don't let anyone on the podcast. You got to be doing something unique. And like, I I just look a little bit at your resume, and yeah, like I, I like what you're doing. Very technical. We're going to talk about um, uh, that what your company does, and you know some of the approaches that a lot of sellers have if they're trying to build their own technology. Uh, obviously, it's a tremendous advantage if you're able to, you know, uh, optimize and automate a lot of tasks that sellers are doing. That's something that I spent years doing. Uh, it, I think it. By the end of uh, my my focus on BuyBoxer, every single employee was doing something that interacted with the software that we had built. So basically, everyone was like coordinated, and everyone um, every transaction is like logged. Like we just really had a, a good synchronization with the team, and um, it, it allowed us to do a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> create a lot of orders, uh, sell a lot of products uh, with minimal uh, amount of time. And what you do and have done for some time is you build uh, software solutions as a service for specific sellers. So someone could come to you and you'd be like, hey, Jacob, we are having a problem with this and this and like, and uh Obviously, like it's just like a dev shop. A lot, there's a lot of dev shops out there, but you focus primarily on Amazon. Exactly. Um, tell me what you know. How long have you guys been doing this, and uh, what are some of the insights that that you're learning and hearing from uh, sellers? Sure, sure. So it, it's been quite a quite a history, I would say. I mean, we've started. I mean, we are still super young. We we've started three years ago. And I remember I was back then like just a regular freelancers and I was trying to take kind of any, any job um, that, you know, some clients wanted. So I was going into different industries, starting from automotive, going to um, logistics, manufacturing, manufacturing many different projects. And uh, at some point, I remember I uh, created a profile on Upwork. And there was this one guy, actually, uh, Amazon seller, and he wanted to me um, to gather orders uh, from the MWS API. That was the old uh, API uh, that actually was there, I don't know, for like 15 years. Uh, that was the first uh, API provided by Amazon. And that's how I actually started with um, working with the first Amazon projects. I, I, I'm not the seller. I've never been selling on Amazon. I was living in Germany, so I was actually using it quite often. So it was a very interesting project for me. I remember even back then that the documentation for MWS was extremely bad. Um, <laughs> there was not really much of the community there. Um, I was trying to to get some answers. I was, remember I was going to GitHub issues. I was uh, on a Stack Overflow. And yeah, in the end, I managed to do that. 
that was quite how we started. Um, then I think it was like few few months uh, silence. Uh, but what I did back then is I recorded the first YouTube video exactly on this case. I exactly solved the, this uh, problem because uh, as it turned out, a lot of sellers wanted to gather their orders to a Google Sheet. Um, so that was my first, let's say, video. We started getting some traction. There was some requests coming in. And then I remember Amazon introduced the new API, Selling Partner API, and this is the newest yeah. API. Right now, there's even this migration going on, which uh, we also focus on. We help actually companies to migrate from the MWS to SP API with their custom scripts. So it's I a, exactly this. Sorry. Yeah, it can be kind of tough. Like I when I when they announced the transition, I was like, no, like so much work. Um, oh, I yes. actually have allowed some of our software to kind of like deprecate we were using it but i'm like this is not worth the transition and oh yeah oh yeah i did transition some of it but man it's it's tough yes i mean i introduced this as one of our main services this year how do you, uh, feel, I, I knew... the, how do you feel about the documentation of the, the sp api yeah, so when I started, the, um, they introduced it, right? And they say, yeah, okay, now we have the REST-based API. This is a new API. And man, it was even worse. It was even worse. There's no way that people could understand it. The, when I went to GitHub issues, I remember that top one GitHub issue is like kind of like a forum for developers was why this documentation is so bad. <laughs> so there was like 600 upvotes or something like this. I mean, till now... People are coming to us and asking us for a simple um, authentication with Amazon just to connect it. I actually released the newest video, I think, two days ago, step-by-step -step guide, how to configure IAM roles, policies, how to create the no private way. app and do a simple I, request using Postman. That's awesome because, um, man, that's why when people bring up, like, connecting with the API, I'm like, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's because um, we went through some of those steps to get, uh, I mean, it's just like permissions. Um, you just get lost in these like small little things that will like make or break um, connecting. Um, so for people that are like new, when we say an API is uh, technically a programmer interface. So it's how, you know, someone connects to Amazon. It's how computers talk to each other and Amazon changed it and uh, hopefully, you know, uh, it's, st it's still in transition. There's been a few tools that I know that are still kind of holding on to the end. And, uh, but Amazon is forcing the issue. They are forcing people to move to the new ones. Yes. And, uh, I mean, right now at, at this day, I, I would say the documentation is, it's much better. Back in the days, they didn't have like dedicated website where you can just go through it. It was just a documentation at, uh, on a GitHub. So it was really in this, you know, I mean, you really need to be advanced developer to understand that. So yeah. what I did is with the first video with the MWS and getting the orders, I actually did exactly the same uh, video, but with the newest um, the, with the newest API, so the selling partner API, and man, this video blew up. We had like we have like around thirty thousand um, views on that. And if you just Google Amazon SP API, all of our videos are popping up there, um, like even before Amazon. So <laughs> that's crazy, and that's how we started. Actually, that's how we picked our niche. That's how we said, all right. Let's go all in. There's a lot of sellers, a lot of businesses around uh, Amazon aggregators, agencies that need custom software. Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of yeah. tools. I mean, I think most sellers at some point think about customizing their own business. And 
the reason that I brought you on is like, I actually think if someone was very serious about doing it, some of the solutions you've worked on are great. Um, as I said, I'm in a new location. I'm actually going to try and transition rooms so we don't get too much uh, uh, change. So um, if this breaks up, hopefully my editors help us fix it. Yeah. So, sorry, Jacob. No worries. Just, uh, life on the road, trying to work on the road, you know? Um, okay. Well, um, one of the things that stood out to me that was um, interesting was the... Um, you know, when I hear about people working with developers, I'm a little bit like cautious because I'm like, you may not know what you're biting into. This may cost you, you know, a considerable more than uh, you expect. And sometimes, I mean, if you if you find a random developer on Upwork, uh, it's pretty common for like the first connection just not to work. You know, not to have the same vision of what you're trying to build. And not only do you guys have experience with like developing on Amazon, but you're even very upfront with like both your pricing and like some of the services. And that's where I got really excited. I was like, okay, people know what they're going to get. And, you know, you give some estimates of like, you know, um, how much I just really applaud you for the transparency. And so, um, so people, you know, that are serious about optimizing a specific part of their business that they can know it. Um, so, um, what, give us an example of a few different types of solutions that, you know, that requests that you hear a lot. Sure, sure, totally. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you actually also brought the Upwork here because we recently published the article uh, where we discuss um, actually like Upwork freelancers versus agency as 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 us right uh, there's like a lot of a lot of differences and obviously upwork is still like a very good place to go when you consider custom tools if you want to um recruit somehow uh, some developer freelancer to to build you something to help you something with however obviously there's a lot of disadvantages um working with us is you have a professional team building multiple sp api projects and, and having them in the portfolio working with a big sellers big companies also fortune 500 ones um and research centers. So when it comes to projects, uh, we've been working with a lot of different tools. Pretty much everyone who comes to us has like a unique needs. And we have this experience from the past by working with a different industries, right? What we are doing um, for every client that um, basically when a client comes to us is first we need to, we try to understand the business. And back in the days, it was extremely tough because if the new client was from completely different industry, we had literally just a little bit time to learn uh, about the industry. And here right now, it's much easier because as we build more projects in Amazon space, we obviously know the um, problems and we know how to face them and, and what are the potential solutions. So um, we have a lot of different categories of the projects. Um, you can actually go to our website. There's a couple of the videos and um, examples of the tool, tools that we've built. Um, so let's start maybe with the monitoring solutions um, slash web scrapers, because those are um, the ones which doesn't necessarily require access to the API, but they are extremely valuable. I know that there's a lot of um, tools out there who are doing it. I know that Helium has some of them, uh, Jungle Scout. Um, basically, they are for um, the reason for them is to, to do a product research and check the competitors' prices, right? So for example, We've built um, tools um, to 
monitor um, different ASINs and check how their prices are being changed. And this is actually very good for, um, for the seller to adjust to the competitors. We are monitoring the buy boxes. And then um, in addition, actually, for the one of our clients, this is a, a Yale University, we've built the custom repricer. So we have, we've been working with the researchers from uh, Yale University. They actually doing the investigation how to win the buy box, um, like what are the parameters, how you can actually manipulate it a little bit. And we, we provided them with this tool. So they are actually working on the algorithm itself. Um, so basically they're changing some parameters. They have history of the seller and they can just push it, uh, push the current price and basically yeah, reprice the item. So that's one of the, let's say, category of the tools. Um, monitoring slash reprices. Um, other categories of tools, um, those are the data visualization tools. And oh man, we have a lot of requests for this. I know that there are great companies out there. I actually met some of the founders at the Prosper Show. So for example, there's um, Zonguru. Uh, they have very good dashboard solution. Um, there is... Uh, there's a Merchant Spring. They have a very good uh, agency tool also where you can see the dashboards. Um, and, and you're telling me that like, in spite of the fact that those tools exist, sellers are still like very hungry and requesting more dashboards. Yes. Yes. This is something that I was actually a lot of, like I was afraid of it because I thought, okay, man, there are great tools out there. Why would anyone actually go to us and build their own tool. That was my initial thought. But then I yeah, realized I, that I'm this... I'm still feeling like that. When I look at some of the categories, like I've thought about even the last month or two, I was like, maybe I do a repricer. Maybe I do inventory manager. And then I look at the solutions. I'm like, they're pretty good. I'd have to spend a lot of time and dedication to beat them or, or to like have, a competitive, have a competitive offering. But, you know, uh, businesses are different. And so I guess like what kind of what you were saying earlier is that like, you know, um, the, the nuances of businesses sometimes make it so that the available solutions don't actually solve their problem. Yes. I mean, there are a couple of reasons why the existing solutions uh, are not the great match for some of the companies. And I can tell you by working with uh, a lot of clients that the main reason is that people hate the SaaS business model. They hate paying monthly, especially when they have to pay a percentage of fee of their sales. They just hate it. Yeah, yeah. Seven figure, eight figure sellers, they would rather invest up from 20K, 30K for a solution and have their own tool and just forget about it. Just pay uh, pay the fee for the service, and that's it. <laughs> this is like really, I would say, the okay. main reason why people uh, why why people hate um, using the existing existing tools. Yeah. The other reason is, is I'm, mm -hmm. I, I I personally have also found you know uh, offense with people taking a percentage of business. Like man, it just like it just hits you the wrong way. You're like you're telling me forever I have like a one percent less margin. And so, yeah, that's, that's real. I mean, even the solutions that don't do that, sometimes they scale in a way that does, you know, the, there's a lot of advertising solutions that take a percentage of advertising spend. Yes. And so, you know, it's, it's tough. Yes, yes, especially the advertising solution, because then you cannot really predict your spending. Like it really depends on the client how much you will spend each month. And then if the advertisement solution will take the percentage of, the, of your ad spend, that that's really painful for, uh, for, for the agency. So that's like one of the reasons. But then there are more reasons. So, for example, 
one of the biggest one is a concern about data privacy. I know that in the US it's not that, um, let's say, hard as in Europe. But for example, in, in Germany, when we have clients, um, like the main concern, for example, is that when we build a data warehouse, it needs to be in a, on a, in a German data server. It has to be somewhere in Germany. Uh, the other thing is that they don't trust the solution providers. So, for example, if they are using Helium 10 tools, they don't want Helium to own their data because obviously data is a new oil. Companies take um, the data, they sell it further. I, I don't want to say that Helium is doing it. I just want to say that overall, yeah. this is the trend that is there. And yeah. when we build um, a custom software tool, they own the data. It's on their yeah. servers. We don't do nothing with it. Sure. I, I, I have a, I, I respect people's like, you know, desire for data privacy. I also, I do have to say, I don't think people's data is as valuable as they think it is. You know, sometimes they're like, oh my goodness, all my data. I don't want anyone <laughs> to see it. And like, even at aggregate, it may not actually have a lot of material value um, because so much of that data is actually publicly available. You know, you don't, um, I says I'm biased because like, that's what smart scout does is we take publicly available data and organize it into, you know, valuable insights. So uh, th that's kind of a, but, but the, your point stands true though. It doesn't matter what I think. It matters what the business owner thinks. And like, if they don't, <laughs> they don't want to, uh, they don't want to trust a, you know, an American company and say they're in Germany and then they're like, Hey, like, this is just, I just don't do this. And so, um, that's an opportunity for you, um, 100%. to, to help, um, them connect and collect and just to have ownership over their own stuff. So that's cool. And I, and, yeah. and I appreciate, you know, some businesses, uh, going that route. Yes. And, uh, the other reason, uh, this is actually a big one. And I would say this is a good advice that uh, SaaS business owners should, uh, should do. So when you have a product, um, you have a couple of clients and then at some point, I mean, every business is different. People have different requirements. They want different features. And, um, of course, you need to listen to your community. You need to listen to your user base when it comes to implementing the feature. But in, on the other hand, you cannot build features, for example, just for one client. Your app is one and you cannot adjust it for everyone. And this is one of the biggest problems with the products because you cannot just fulfill everyone's requirements. And that's why we come into the play. And what we also do is when someone is using someone's product, we can build just an additional microservice, which will work with this. Um, it doesn't yeah. have to be like, we don't have to build the whole solution from scratch. That's also what I say to, to our clients. If there are great tools out there, don't reinvent the wheel. We can just build you like some additional third-party service that will work uh, well, as an addition to that. Well, that's a, I totally, I love that. And that actually puts you in a position, Jacob, of like, you know, you kind of need to become an expert of the industry. That, that helps your um, operation because you're like, you know, I can, you're like, I can build this full solution, but like 90% of it is accomplished from this or from, you know, uh, Merchant Spring or whatever. Um, do, um, what, what, what are some solutions that like you recommend to sellers that you're like, Hey, if you're doing this, like uh, we could help out, but like, here's how you, maybe like an implementation that you guys help out with as much as like a, um, a custom, uh, software solution. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, we have a couple of partners and uh, whenever there's a good solution out there, I just say, okay, go and try their solution first. And if it doesn't fit you, then we'll help you build your own. Um, so it, it really it really depends on, on, on a case. I mean, as I mentioned, for example, the Merchant Spring, right? This is a great tool for agencies, uh, for sellers when it comes to dashboards, but it has its own limitations, right? Um, so, for example, right now we are building one uh, dashboard solution for vendors uh, and it has to be in Power BI. So um, I don't think there is one solution out there. I, I haven't found one at least. Uh, maybe Maybe one, but... Uh, it was like also in collaboration of few companies. So um, yeah, that's yeah, that's no, in the end. Right. Like, it's the integrations that makes this an infinite problem. Like you said, Power BI or whatever Tableau it could be. Um, you, a lot of companies are the bigger ones probably have a, an existing tech stack, and they can't just like pivot their entire business around. You know, some meager. Yes. Um, uh, Amazon focused solution. Yeah. Um, and, and I can give you also the example of like completely out of the box solution that was requested by, by one company. Actually, maybe you know them. Um, they're quite popular in the space. It's eGrowth Partners. It's also the Amazon agency. They help solving Amazon, uh, Amazon issues with, with the account. And uh, what they requested is um, they, they are working with a lot of um, VAs. Um, they're actually uh, hiring them to solve um, issues with the Amazon accounts. And what we did is they, they, they are using Jira um, in order to like, you know, uh, just knock off the tax, I mean, tasks, yeah, uh, monitor them. And what we did is we created the app. We connected all of the Amazon accounts into it and we started listening to Amazon notifications. So we gathered all of the Amazon notifications about the accounts and we aggregated all of that into the Jira account. So right now the the VAs they can just work in the uh, the Jira account. They can uh, solve the tasks and then the manager manager from eGrowth Partners they can like he or she can also just see it in in one place. And back in, uh, before that it was not possible. They had to go manually through each account, check the issues, log in, log out, and that was the huge pain. And there's no solution like this out there yet. This is like extremely unique case just to fit their own uh, business needs. Yeah, uh, you're right. Like performance notifications, account health, all that stuff yeah. is, you know, it's not, it, the APIs don't really connect with that. Um, APIs, you know, they generally connect with your seller data. And uh, thus far, you know, um, uh, Amazon gives you a lot of data. They don't give you everything that you'll want. And I'm usually on the, I'm usually out there saying like, give us more data, you know. Um, it does look like Amazon is. And actually, I'm wondering if you've had any requests around the uh, search query performance report. Mm, we definitely had, but as I'm not anymore in delivery, yeah. I don't know exactly which clients. That, that, <laughs> so. That's the latest report that Amazon has uh, delivered. And like, it's kind of like they're trending in the direction of really giving you, uh, you know, competitive uh, research to like... Uh, I, I, I think today even our CTO told me that I should create one video uh, about this report. So yeah, I, I may need to should, check it out. You, you, you should. <laughs> Anyone that searches that video will be the right person. That's why you should do a video. Um, <laughs> and that, that's actually what's funny is when I think about a lot of, uh, you know, uh, 
sometimes we write blogs and when I think of like some of the blogs to write to help Amazon sellers, I'm like, I'm like, okay, anyone that asks this question, they're the right person. Um, that's, it's a fun, uh, little game to play and the search query performance, like anyone that's like talking and thinking about that, that means they're deep into the business already. Um, you know, they're not, uh, just starting out. Um, well, uh, let's see. So, I mean, you guys have a lot of solutions, you know, there's, there's the, the monitor monitoring, um, there's, uh, you know, obviously I'm sure dashboards, profitability, that type of stuff. Um, are there yes. any other categories? We, we, that... we, we... What's mm -hmm. that? Yeah, I just wanted to say that we even built like a much more complex solution. I mean, the, the one actually uh, is we've built like a full solution to manage the Amazon business for arbitrage sellers. So from monitoring, okay. analyzing the products to automate ordering, restocking process, managing the warehouse and keeping track of the invoices like uh, finances. So we, we, we really been everywhere. Um, that's a very unique one. Um, you know, arbitrage, uh, like, you know, I don't know if there's any sort of inventory manager or, a, you know, PO profitability manager that really just gets it right for them. It's tough. It's tough. Um, and, uh, but also, um, that is, that's where it becomes your opportunity. So that's really cool. Um, and the truth is, I think the value of talking with you, Jacob, is actually not what I'm going to be able to talk about is if, if, if anyone listening is in this phase where they're like, you know, they're at scale, you know, say they're doing seven figures plus and they want a custom solution. Um, I think, you know, it's worth a conversation with you just to kind of get an idea of what that looks like. I've advised a lot of people through this situation. I get a lot of people ask me like, Hey, do you know any developers? And I generally say like, no, not no one I could recommend. So that's great that someone's built a dev shop that focuses on um, Amazon seller needs. So, um, yeah. And, and you guys are, uh, you guys are based, uh, in, in Europe. So yes. certainly we'll have the minds of the European sellers. Um, but you do uh, jobs for people all over the world. I, I imagine. 100%. I mean, most of our clients comes from US and, and Germany. Uh, yeah. We are based in Poland and Amazon is actually getting bigger and bigger here. They are investing a lot of money. However, we have other local um, marketplace called Allegro that it's been here for years. And But I can see it. I can see it how Amazon is actually pumping tons of millions of, uh, of, of dollars here to just beat it. Uh, there are first agencies actually here in Poland as well. Um, we actually are collaborating with them as well. So no, Amazon is in, in Europe is a big thing, but it's nothing compared to, to US. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you, anything to help support that, you know, nomad laptop lifestyle that entrepreneurs like to have. So I, thanks for, you know, I think it's cool what you guys are up to. You know, you got a sizable team and, you know, very transparent prices. So people can have an idea of what an estimate would look like to actually get a custom job. So, uh, you know, reach out to, to Jacob. Uh, it's Deltogic, Delta, Delta Logic. Sorry for getting that wrong. Um, and, um, yeah, that's, uh, do, where, where do you see, let, let me ask, actually, this is a very relevant question. Um, have a lot of changes been made with the API or maybe some sort of announcements of like future things that you see happening? 
Mm, we are constantly monitoring the API changes. We have a custom bot even that is pushing all of the changes to, to, to our um, Slack channel. Um, I, I don't feel I, I don't really see any like poten- like a future changes right away. They recently built the SP API. Now they want everyone to migrate from the old MWS to the new SP API. And before this whole migration process will be done, I don't see anything coming. But I can tell you, this migration process they already put their deadline. Um, actually, four, five, or six months even. Um, for later, they, they um, postpone it. And I can see that they, they, this will happen again. I, I was warning people. I was actually talking with the core uh, selling uh, SPAPI team uh, from US um, about this. I mean, we had exactly the same case here at, at, at Pol- in, in Poland with different marketplace, the, the one I told you, Allegro. Uh, actually, our CTO, he used to work there. And he told me that when there was a migration from the old API to the new API, it was madness. It was chaos. And I can see that uh, in Amazon space, especially at Prospect Show, when I was talking about API, not so many people actually even knew what is it. And I was, when I told them about the, about the migration, no one cared. No one cared. And this is like super important topic because in the end, well, if, they, yeah. you're talking if the they change it, yeah, yeah. You're talking I mean, to, just uh, wanted to say that if there will be a migration and they stop the old API, so many businesses just will stop, right? The API will stop working. The software will stop working. So it's super important topic, and I would love that more people be actually aware of that. Yeah, you should uh, be checking the softwares that you use to see if they've transitioned yet. It can take a fair amount of time, a lot more time than anyone wants to dedicate to it because I want to dedicate zero hours to a migration. <laughs> um, cool. I just wanted to hear what you're thinking, you know, like the change is hard and and Amazon has kicked the can down the road a few times because when push comes to shove, like, you know, you, you can't just turn off uh, hundreds of businesses at once. Um, cool. All right. Well, well, Jacob, let's, let's, let's wrap up there. Um, I, I think this was a great conversation and actually could lead to future conversations with a lot of people that are, you know, thinking about, um, customization this is a very uh, i should have should have said at the very beginning like hey this is a very uh, technical and uh, <laughs> only for sellers that are serious but um i think they probably self-selected and uh turned me off quite some time ago i'm teasing but um thanks everyone for, for sticking around and uh delta logic um and i can't wait to, to see you again jacob and, and we'll, we'll uh we'll um we'll catch up again at a conference sometime Definitely. Thanks a lot, Scott. Okay. With that, everyone will will, will let you go and uh, stay tuned for the next episodes. Bye-bye.